Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome, welcome to the 339th episode of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are with me, aka Cloudette. How are you on this Sunday or whenever you listen to my podcast? I am in a bit of a pickle about today. Today is the 6th of September 2020. Welcome to September and welcome to the shift. The shift is real, real, I have to say. And I also want to say this is no dress rehearsal. Now, normally, I would just look up and think about where the planets are in the sky and verify the positions. But I've been doing that, you know, for most of the episodes. And I know I did that to the last two episodes with the full moon and also talking about some other things. And, you know, when I listen back to those, well, I know what they were about. It was really about us using this energy of Leo during this time because when the sun leaves Leo it will not be in another fire energy with Jupiter until December and when that happens in December Jupiter will be at the last degree of Sagittarius so it won't be a long space of time like it is now Jupiter will not be retrograde which it is deciding to um change direction on the 12th of September anyway. So as I've been, you know, showing how important it is to use your creativity, use your energy, use your leadership, roar. So funny when I posted the last one about using your roar, using your Leo, I immediately saw a few uh, posts on different social media platforms that talked about roaring and one was from uh i think nat tv who's coming from australia and there are things happening that people really who know what's going on are in being invited and being supported to roar about and that's been quite clear No matter if where it came from, if it was a stage situation like, you know, this uh, arrest of the pregnant woman in Australia, whether it's even Black Lives Matter uh, shooting, which is interesting. I never thought of it that way. So extreme, but brother plight who I don't really you know I'm not a follower or a big thing but he did make an interesting point and that point was after George Floyd and after all the destruction that's happened because of it it would be just a suicidal wish 
and I'm not talking real life suicidal. I'm just talking about shooting yourself in the foot or detrimental for any police to think it's okay to shoot somebody seven times in the back, no matter if he was a mass murder. I mean, you know, do we have people with guns and mass murderers who don't get shot in the back? And, you know, there's ways to shoot people. Can't you shoot him in the foot? Can't you shoot him in the buttocks? Can't you shoot him? In, I mean, don't they teach you these things? So I really think, wow, either you are going to be the actor or you are being played and you are the spectator. So if you are the spectator and watching this theater happen in front of you, it still is your responsibility to react and react either by fear or react with a broader compass to understand why this is happening. And I say why because I do believe that we are at a time, and I see it astronomically, and I just saw 444, which would confirm it for me. I've been talking for four minutes and 44 seconds. That it is time to, and it has been time actually, since this lockdown or, you know, April 4th, when um, our calculation of the south node Rahu, actually, no, sorry, yeah, that's right, Rahu went into Orion. And when I look back, it was the day that I highlighted before that the Queen Elizabeth had said goodbye to everyone. And she hasn't done that for a long time. So, you know, these are interesting (laughs) times to say the very least. And I believe that the universe does have our back for those who are thinking beyond the 3D construct and are not relying on how they've been taught to believe that the government is um, thinking of your best interest. That is obvious because if they were, they wouldn't be asking you to wear masks. They wouldn't be um, telling you, I'm one of those persons that they, you can't go to get uh, a examination at the hospital because the hospitals are full of patients and it's not true because I know somebody who was in the hospital as well. All these things that they're telling us for our health because they love us, it's so easily disputed because if governments cared about anybody's health, we wouldn't have the homeless, we wouldn't have the increase of food banks, we wouldn't have the situation that we are living in on this plane at now. It's funny, I just need to start talking and it all comes together. So we still have some days where our sun is moving in the Leo constellation. And also, we have to note that we also have still our north node in the Orion. 
space but it's going to be leaving there soon actually and then it's going to go into taurus which is just earth now this orion is a space between gemini and taurus between air and earth between heaven and earth you know the orion nebula is called sometimes heaven's gate and it's one of the most beautiful spaces in our sky with its nebula and galaxies and it's very plentiful and it is now rising after midnight i know in the uk in europe in our sky and it's a magnificent huge view i mean it you know i'm thinking why did i wait so long to accept this orion energy but it's because that was how it's supposed to happen and it happened when we had this new moon in orion so this is you know the reality what i see in the sky i see our orion rising you know in these evenings where the moon is you know in front or you could say actually now Jupiter and Saturn can be seen in front. They're in Sagittarius. And now we have this space. And we see uh, the Mars red in Pisces. And last night it was conjunct the moon. And before that, it's like this Pisces-Satis area. So I saw it in Satis about two days ago. But last night it was aligned there. And the Mars is slowing down. So the Mars is not going to make it out of Pisces. (laughs) It is going to go retrograde actually on the 9th of September this week. And we had then, if you watch the sky, I woke up one night, it was four in the morning. I saw Orion. It's a huge constellation. You know, we've recognized it for years. It's sacred geometry it's mathematics in the sky when you see those three stars lined up perfectly as put there by you know god or heavenly spirit you know the magician the mathematician the creator so It's so I saw I found one picture actually one drawing sorry of Orion as a woman. <laughs> anyway, now I always invite people during this time and students of mine who have this uh, energy in their sky to be the seeker of knowledge, and this is what is happening all around. That people are getting information that's why there's so many fat checkers that's why there's so many posts being taken down because people are asking questions and people are getting answers you know this is an amazing time to actually be able to research and people are waking up and people are you know exchanging ideas and interviewing each other and being able we are our own journalists We are the people's press. So we are able to collect 
information and the news. This is these times we are living in. We are given the tools to be present and to make an impact on what is slowly happening. Because if you have eyes to see, ears to hear, and an open mind to think, free of programming, yes, remember you have to think outside the box. A lot of things are programmed, like TV, that's why they call it programs. Okay, television, <laughs> Hollywood, Netflix even. When I see these screens now, I just have this weird feeling in my body. I haven't watched TV for ages. And it is dangerous stuff. And if anything, if you really want to wake up, if you really want to wake up, I know people say, oh, I watched this, I watched that. No, because they got you at some level. That frequency... You know, even the square box of a TV. I wonder if TVs were round, if that would make a difference, (laughs) you know? But it's square, it's rectangle even. Come on, make me a round TV and maybe I could have more control of the programming that it is expelling from itself because it's coming from around movable energy space form but right now it's not okay so I've said that (laughs) so let's talk about where the heavenly bodies are because we have a lot of shift in some of the heavenly bodies and which has put most of the energies in fire so we still got a lot of fire going but we also have a situation where we only have one heavenly body in air where venus used to be there but she's moved to cancer that's water now and actually neptune is very much at the end of air you know really it is in the position in the sky where it's very close to cans to pisces and it is at home in pisces but it is retrograde so you could say it is still more interacting with the aquarius energy thank goodness so if you want your vision of aquarius to be real What does it take for it to happen? This is retrograde Neptune is showing us. Yeah, it's so close, but maybe yet so far. But keep that as a thought and a dream. That's what Neptune is telling us. I have to note that those of you who know about Eris, Planet X, has been retrograde since... We had the new moon in Cancer, and it's going to be for six months. And it is moving in a way, or Mars is moving with it. So Mars is at 36 degrees today of Pisces, and Planet X can be seen at 30 
what can be seen is calculated at 32 degrees of Pisces, but can be seen not with your naked eye, mind you, because it's a dwarf planet at 32 degrees of Pisces. So when Mars goes retrograde, it will definitely be going back over that space, but they are very close to each other. And I feel there is this energy at the moment because Mars is originally organically a fire energy. And here it is in the deep sea of the sky in Pisces between Aries that isn't that close. You know, this is the Satis area where there's a real integration of energies. The energies between Aquarius, Air, and Taurus. And Aries, which isn't really close enough at the beginning of its constellation space to only be acknowledged as the only energy. Satis is very much a part of this area where our heavenly bodies are aligning to. So on that ecliptic path, our heavenly bodies can't help but be affected by these very strong stars of Satis and the star of Taurus once it gets closer and closer to Taurus. But when I talk about the journey, and I always do, and you have to think, you know, elementary, with the journey of Satis and Pisces being in the part of the sky called the sea, this is heavenly, heaven, heavenly, heavenly water energy, you know. So even if you are out of Pisces and coming into Aries, it doesn't switch off like a light, nor does, you know, a match that has been extinguished by water immediately light up again. And so in this transformation, in this uh, exchange, changing of energy, by the time that maybe, you know, the water impact has subdued a bit, we're in Earth again because the fire of this Mars energy is a bit antiquated, is a bit uh, less impactful because it's not as close. And it's really, you know, an a, a old age, old energy. Okay, when you think about it, if we're in the age of Pisces, that's going to have more impact than the age of Aries, which came before. Okay, so this is what's happening to Mars in this space. And I always look to be grateful. So what am I grateful about Mars being in this space? Let me tell you what I'm grateful for, to be honest. The fact that it's traveling with Planet X, because my finding so far, and it's just something I've been looking at for the last three months, but I have enough clients to um, make, you know, hypothesis with, is that this dwarf planet, this energy, this discord planet, has a connection to our subconscious, has a connection to what's wrong on this earth plane. And if you think nothing's wrong on this earth plane, then you don't understand this conversation. 
all these ideas that we were brought up with this generation you know get a job get married get a career um have fun all that we some of us knew wasn't really why we were here but now hello now anybody with eyes can see that that all has changed so we have to ask why are we here if it's not to do that this is what i feel is bringing it up and mars is in the middle of dealing with that very fact that not fact that intuition of a fact to know instinctively to feel we're in water here you know mars can even feel sometimes like it's drowning in this cuz it wants to do something but it's in the middle of waking up like figuring out what has happened i know something's wrong how do i fix it but first sometimes you have to stand in it you have to feel it before you know what to do with it and be an observer and be satis be more satis what does satis do satis is like the sperm whale satis is holding its breath holding and building this fire being sensitive to its ability to move in the waters to be intuitive but at the same time being the mammal and being close to the earth knowing feeling in its gut that something's not right both but not acting yet but when when it does breathe out this hottest air this fire energy inside then it must be to protect That's why it's so important this protection. This idea to nurture, to come back home, to realize we are one, to take care of each other, to start with our children. And this is a really true underlining energy. This is a part of the core, part of the clue of how we might even start to get out of this. is to realize that there's something globally happening that involves the most vulnerable beings and souls of this construct of this plane at yes okay so we know what the problem is what are we going to do about it well Jupiter is going to be going straight soon. Right now it's like R is receiving the information. Because when you start to act, you have to know what you're going to do. So there's a lot of ideas of what could be done now. And it's good to keep your the inspiration of action in the forefront of your mind and keep your eyes and ears open. because it's in plain sight. Now the other shift also, which is a good shift, is Mercury has moved from the fire 
leaving the sun behind. Thank goodness it's still in Leo. But Mercury does well in Earth and in air. So since we only have one thing in air, which is Neptune, we can hope that we can get a little bit of understanding of what's happening by Mercury being in Earth, in Virgo. Now, listen to what is being said. Be meticulous of what you say. Have a system in place before you say something. Why are you saying what you're saying? Is there a plan? And when you hear information, what they're saying, do they have a plan? This is a time where we need to be meticulous and careful of what is being said and what is being communicated and why. It's not random. And I believe that it is, it has the capacity to give us a lot of clues. Mars, I mean, Mercury is going to be going retrograde. It's not doing it until October, but at the end of September, it will be in its shadow period. But right now is a good time as it's going quickly in a place that it is comfortable with, in a place that is grounded, in a place that is the biggest energy on our plane, on our ecliptic path, which is Virgo. The sun stays there for 44 days. And the sun, the next new moon, where the sun and the moon will be together, will be at zero degrees of Virgo. So this is a very important juncture coming on the 17th of September. Whilst Mercury is still in Virgo. Next, we have the other shift, which I spoke about, the south node going into a focus and look back when it was there before. It was in January of 2002 after 9-11-2001. And this was at the time where there were a lot of laws being made because of terrorism. And here we are after the corona attack. We're having laws about corona. And I have to say it again, if you listen to the other podcasts, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know. I believe what David Icke says. He says, it's quite elementary. There's more of us. We've been given this, also this program, We the People. 
if we don't take this, speaking of Mercury in Virgo, literally, people power we have, we are the power, we the people, because we didn't do it before. We were too scared. Oh, the boogeyman. Oh, the terrorist. I always said, if they can send a man to the moon, they can figure out how to get rid of terrorists. Are there terrorists? I see some now. And so, when our node, K2, which is past karma connection, is in a focus, which a lot of people, even Vedic astrologers are saying it's in Scorpio. A lot of people, the Western are saying, where are they saying it is in? Maybe Sagittarius. They're so behind, I can't even keep up. (laughs) Sorry. But the fact is that, again, we have this window as Orion, which is the seeker. The North Node is seeking the future, the karma. It's your karma to ask and seek and do something. And at least feel like you're doing something. No time for sleeping. And the opposite, 180 degree, is the past karma. Telling you what happened before. You know better. You know how to heal. You know how to take your emotions and transform them into action, which is real focus energy, water and fire, galactic fire, Milky Way fire. This is what we need people to understand. And even if you just share the podcast or you share what I said it starts a ripple effect people cannot unhear it and what's so beautiful about sky astrology for even myself and for people that I speak with and teach is that you know in your bones, in your body, the electricity, you know, people get goosebumps. Your body reacts. Your body reacts and knows that this energy makes sense to you because it has always been within. But the programming of this earth plane since we're babies has been telling us to look elsewhere. Nothing to see here in the sky. No, no. Look here. You're this. Do that. Get a job. Yeah. Go to college. Go to school. Listen to what the teacher says. I didn't even know Rockefeller Foundation first started with the African-American community to organize and to formulate how they were going to be taught. How is this possible that people cannot see that this is a plan? Damn it. A plan. And, you know, we always say for ourselves, you know, what happens when you're making plans? Look what happens to life when you're making plans. So it's not impossible to turn this around. And first, to turn it around in your head. 
Turn it around in your thoughts. Turn it around in remembering who you are. Finding out what makes sense to you. What feels good. Who are you? Who are we? And why is this happening? The other thing I wanted to say is this is the only um, energy now, this Mercury, this information that is in Earth element. And so we can speak the power. I will now in saying this. Speak into existence what you want to happen. But like they always say, when you ask for something, be clear. Be clear what you want. Mm, Thank you, Claudette, for telling me that. (laughs) This always happens when you give. The universe gives it back to you. I wanted to say also, you know, that Venus is now the only one in water energy coming home to Cancer. I say home because the fourth house is the home, is the cradle, is the crib of the beehive cluster. Is also connected, you know, Venus with water, even though it's, you know, we're thought it's Libra energy, it's the balance, it's Earth energy. I can't help but think it's also water infused. And let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. Well, let's say that if Venus is now bringing water and is bringing earth and air to the table as above so below in the emotional waters of cancer now always you know there have always been this kind of um difference uh between libra and cancer because you know in western they're squared because it's air and water but it's all about perspective so what Venus is there to do is reminding you that there is a possibility to balance this earth for everyone to have the right amounts to share for not to be just the few have the goodies and the rest don't Venus is the Libra is the need for balance and to acknowledge that we need this balance to nurture ourselves, which is the cancer. So Venus is there, and she's also there as this idea that first you have the idea, the air, and then you make it possible with the earth, with the Taurus, by touching it, by doing things that make that happen. By maybe sharing some food, by calling a friend, by asking someone, do they have enough? By sharing what you have more of than somebody else. Because this is the challenge as Venus is moving through cancer. 
alone. In these waters where we need to nurture. In this space where this is connected to the mother and our children. And asking us to be conscious of the need for balance. And of course that takes work. Because this is also a highly emotional space, cancer is. Cancer is not always as strong as the outer shell. It's a softy inside. It's vulnerable too. And sometimes we have to come out of our vulnerability. Like this guy Nate TV was saying. Like the water priestess was saying. Like so many people are clear. We have to heal the child in ourselves. The vulnerable in ourselves. To be able to heal. And then to help others. So Venus is coming here, making it maybe more accessible by bringing the concept through the Libra air and bringing the earth of Taurus and nature and the beauty of that in this space where you might feel vulnerable. And you feel you need to protect, you need to be strong. When you understand, when like they say the first thing was thought, when you come from aspiration, which I say air, and manifest that into a balance of grounding below on earth, You can do that with water. It's water that has the air in the bubble. And it's water that when it comes to the ground, integrates and uses its method to release all the good things about earth, soil, nutrients. That's why we need rain for plants to grow for successful harvest. That's what the clouds do for us when they release that water, that moisture to come to earth. So you see, thank you, Venus. Thank you, Venus, for being in cancer. And I just want to invite you to be the observer and take this this analogy or this program or these words that talk about a process, this Mercury in Virgo, this now moment, this is what you can see in the sky information and use it and feel it and speak its truth. Because our karma, our K2, our self node is in a focus, is serpent bear, is embodying the humanoid because it is us who needs 
to act, to be, holding the cards, holding the serpent, holding the reptilian, taking your power back. It's your birthright. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And now, where the heavenly bodies, let's see. Should we see where the heavenly bodies are now? Well, that wouldn't be much use, would it? Because let's start the day off right for tomorrow. That Monday motivation, right? Let's start it off at uh, 8 a.m. my time because that would be midnight California time for the 7th. And, you know, this is global. That would be 9 a.m. for those of you in France and Germany. Oh, I don't know Australia. I think it's 10 or 11 hours. Thank you. If you're listening, if you're listening, reach out to me if you want me to tell you the times of that. So we're going to do for the 7th of September 2020 at 8 a.m. GMT time. That's 12 midnight of the 7th PST time. And that is 3 a.m. Monday morning Eastern Standard Time from Florida. Okay, so we have our Mercury already at 8 degrees of Virgo. Then we have, so you know, our south node at 17 degrees of a focus. It goes retrograde, moves retrograde all the time. It just entered because we have 18 degrees in a focus. Our Jupiter is more or less stationary Slowly, it will not go to 19 degrees. It is currently at 20 degrees and it will not go to 19. And therefore, when it goes straight, it will move from the 20th mark. But I always find it interesting to be observant when a planet is stationary. What's happening now? What information are we getting about abundance, about the Jupiter energy, about what can be done, about our awareness. Jupiter is the philosophical, is, you know, bringing knowledge and supporting those who are teaching, who are helping people wake up. This is a beautiful information that is available and support from Jupiter And look out this week when it is standing still and when it goes straight. What have you been told? What have you been given information about? I have to say, I've been given information about this video has been going around. And I did pull the dates for what's happening on December 21st, 2012. Few people have asked me about that. That video has been going around about the Lemarians, about the flat earth about the races and the root races and it kind of makes sense and a little bit of your body starts to tingle when you hear this stuff 
you know, I'm all open for it. I just go, okay, what time? What's the date? I have to say there's three heavenly bodies that are at zero degrees on that day. That's all I can tell you mathematically. So let's hope it's a really amazing day where the heavens will open up as scenes. We'll be able to see the planets. You know, there'll be some green energy coming and ascension and all that. You know, all these things I just would love to see in my lifetime. So, and my head is swelling. So maybe there's something to that. And you know what? If there isn't, maybe we can make it happen. What about that? Wouldn't that be beautiful? But the thought is what counts, baby. Okay, so Pluto is still at 26 degrees and Saturn is still at 29 degrees. Remember, they're vibrating at these frequencies. And it's interesting when Mercury is vibrating at 8 degrees, it's kind of, you know, vibrating with Pluto because Pluto is 26 degrees. And that's 2 plus 6 is 8. Cool. Then we have... Neptune, as I said, it's no longer at 22 degrees, so it's vibing at 3, which gives it impact. It's at 21 degrees retrograde. Chiron, still retrograde, 16 degrees still. As I said, Eris is 32 degrees Pisces, as seen in Satis as Mars is 36 degrees of Pisces as seen in Pisces. It's near the star Arishka, which is the knot which I believe has, you know, replications for this. Ha, we have something special here at eight o'clock. So Saturn's at 29 degrees, like I said, that's an 11. And our moon will be with Uranus at 11 degrees. I'm asked to say Uranus for some people, some special listeners, so. But 11, our moon will be at 11 degrees, Aries, and Uranus, Uranus will be at 11 degrees, Aries, at 8 a.m. GMT time on this Monday motivation. So let's be motivated by our moon. In this space, it's still in the Seta space with Aries. But it's picking up on something maybe unusual, out of the ordinary, a different idea. Uranus, Uranus is connected to Aquarius. And so, you know, there's always in this E3D, yeah, the polarity. But also, whilst we're shifting, it's also good to be observant of the polarity, but not in the polarity. Okay? So, think beyond this polarity. And so, when we think beyond this polarity, we're thinking of Aquarius. We're thinking of Uranus, Uranus. We're thinking the power of 11 degrees where it's always been. And so, if our moon is transiting there, will we feel it? Will our satellite give us a possibility to connect with what's going on? Perhaps. Because you know that we have to think about the Venus being in Cancer, which is actually the next energy besides Rahu, which is still at one degree of Orion, about to leave, going retrograde. So, Venus is at two degrees 
of cancer. And our sun, thank you, sun. You are still in fire. It is still moving through Leo Minor and Leo, the big Leo, major. They don't call it major though, but that Lion's Gate portal everybody was so excited about. It's still there. Our lion is still there. So let's remember our power. Let's remember how we need to lead for the good of all, for the Aquarius energy. As we conclude this new moon in Leo, as we acknowledge what we were understanding as we tuned into the full moon in Aquarius, okay? This is us coming slowly to close the cycle of this powerful Leo fire and air Aquarius energy. And uh, did I say where our sun was? I said it was in Leo, but I did not say which degree it was. I can't read. So, our sun is at 26 degrees. I thought so. So, that's another 8. Interesting, interesting. 8 and 11 are good numbers. Eight has connected to the infinity number. And 11, of course, is the master angel number. So, I wish you all a fantastic week. I will be back, of course, talking about Mars being stationary first and then retrograde. Yeah, we want to stand still assess, be in the moment, and then acknowledge what we are going back on, where we're retrograding to. We're retrograding towards this Eris energy. I can tell you that. We're retrograding toward this subconscious-ness of uh, what we know is not quite right on this plane and how it's an opportunity for us to use our Mars that we have the power to make a change that we are comfortable with. And that comes with knowledge. That comes with acknowledging what was wrong with the construct. And being mindful that we might have to hold our breath because when we want that energy, that hot air, this power, this alchemic hot air to hit from the belly of the well, we want it to be so powerful that anything is possible. And so Mars here is asking to stand its ground, not to be explosive. It might be tempted though, 
I have to remind myself, might be tempted. No, be the observer. Take notes. Understand that there is this Eris, this planet 10, this planet of discord that is incoming. I saw it myself. It's in the constellation of Satus. And it's incoming. So, when I think about it, because I'm thinking, I saw it's incoming by 2066. It'll be on parallel with the other planets. So, one thing I feel to say and to end this with, it's for our children. It's for the future. If you do anything, if you react anyway, if you tell somebody about this podcast, if you tell and share a video about anything, do it because of the future of our children. Our children, the ones who are suffering now, and the ones we want to prevent from living in a world that will take away and ignore and transform their humanity. And with that, inspirational, Venetian idea. I believe it will give the power needed. I see people save the children. Save the children, you know. Save the child in us. Save our past karmas. Save our present injustices. And save the future our children's lives, our children's humanity. Have a fantastic week. Lots of love from me. I'm still doing discovery calls. I'm keen to test drive because I have to do my Leo too. I have to be creative. Give me an incentive. I have literally, ooh, I have 10 days to put together part of the consultation, which was the tutorial, into a mini course. And so when you order the Stardust DNA, you'll first get the tutorial, which will explain your sky. And then when we speak, we can really dive deep and get more um, information about not just past uh, cycles of your life and not just present cycles but what can be done to understand and to use these energies in the best possible way and I'm not sure how I'm going to change the price before or after so I need to connect with some people who might have wanted to have this 
start as DNA, but maybe it was too expensive for you. And if you would want to test drive what it would be like, I need to test drive it as well, um, to have the first part of this course where you get your sky, everything's explained to you, and it's a start because I see the impact that it's had on people and I, I need to wake up or reconnect, let's say, reconnect as many people as I can, especially you light workers out there. But there's a light that's working in all of us. It's time to turn it on. Take care of yourselves.